And uh, it's time to find out what the hell do we watch this weekend with Steve Stebbing. Hi, Steve. Hello, Martin. How are you doing? Good, good. And before we get to what the hell we're going to watch this weekend, and also the AV Club, because we were going to talk about the movie Clue, uh, we've been talking about aromatherapy, because coming up this hour, we're going to talk to a life coach and a therapist about how aromas can help us with our mental health. And uh, a lot of people have been saying what their favorite smells are. So Steve Stebbing, what is your favorite smell? And it doesn't have to be a perfume or a flower. It could be anything. Oh, boy. Um, Pre-rain. Pre-rain. Yeah. Well, being that I I haven't lived on the coast for almost five years, uh, it, uh, yeah, I'm nostalgic about it now. So pre-rain, like that smell when you you can kind of feel it's going to rain, but it hasn't yeah. started yet? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I dig that. I dig that too. And I love it in the summer when it starts to rain and it hasn't rained in a long time. And I think yes. part of that smell is from chemicals that have risen up in the pavement. And then, because <laughs> that's true. And that's why um, yeah. a, it's oil that comes up in the pavement. And that's why it's so dangerous to drive in a summer rain. If it hasn't rained for a long time and then it rains, the roads can be really slick. But uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So a little piece of uh, safety advice. Well, let's get to, <laughs> let's get to all the stuff. Uh, what the hell do we watch this weekend? Uh, Steve, uh, the first one, The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Something ripped about the animals. All the livestock? This looks like a bite. Search the ship. Everywhere. Evil is on board. Powerful evil. Cool. Two of my favorite things. Old ships and vampires. Right? And like the original vampire, because this is a Dracula story. Um, this would be the second da- Dracula story of the year after Redfield, uh, but this one is playing it very differently. This one's your uh, straight-up horror, and uh, from what I'm seeing, it plays very much into that old-school like Christopher Lee Hammer-style horror, which is very exciting. Uh, but this is actually based on one single chapter within Bram Stoker's Dracula, and it is the uh, voyage of the Russian schooner uh, the Demeter, uh, which sailed from Carpathia to London with a certain bit of cargo aboard, uh, which is basically your villain for the movie, a a, a bat-formed uh, Dracula that starts uh, draining the crew. And, uh, I mean, this is dark, full of jump scares, and I really think you kind of know what you're getting into when you watch this movie. Yeah, sounds scary. I like it. Uh, how about this one? Heart of Stone, Gal Gadot is back. You know what you signed up for. No friends. No relationships. What we do is too important. When governments fail, the only thing left is the charter. Yeah, so the return of Gal Gadot. Yes, in uh, another uh, Netflix action one. Uh, this one she's anchoring uh, by herself because her last one she did was uh, Red Notice where she had uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, The Rock. Uh, but this time she does her own spy action thing, kind of high tech uh, gadget filled movie. Um, and it's really kind of good on a surface level if you just kind of turn your brain off and want to see some action go on. But there's some bits in this movie that uh, are, are a little corny and laughable. 
Um, and just it just doesn't fully gel in the end. But if you just want something to burn some time, Heart of Stone might be your your bag because I think Netflix really wants to try to make a uh, a franchise out of this. The uh, the Rebecca Stone uh, franchise. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's Hearts of Stone. And then there's Aporia. There is a science to everything. We can't save them. Believe it or not, this was supposed to be a time machine. And now it's a gun that can fire a bullet into the past. All we need is a target. You know that's impossible, right? Ah, that's uh, Judy Greer. And if you don't know who mm. Judy Greer is, Google her and you'll go, oh, her. Because she's so yeah. funny, but she's also a real great actor. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, one of I feel like one of my first like, uh, it like things that I saw Judy Greer in that was memorable for me was Arrested Development, yeah. uh, as the assistant Kitty, um, who's just hilarious. But yeah, I mean, usually we know her for for her comedic acting chops, but this one is going for the drama with tinged with sci-fi. This is kind of like lo-fi sci-fi, I would call it. Um, but basically it has Judy Greer playing a, a grieving, uh, uh, woman, uh, whose husband has died in a car accident, but her husband's best friend is a former physicist that's been putting his life work into making something that can bend time. And, uh, it really kind of handles the, 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 the tampering with time and time travel, anything, everything quite well. It reminded me of a film from the mid two thousands called primer. Uh, done by Shane Carruth. Um, it it kind of like, I feel like, like it goes into that department a bit, but it f- does focus more on the grief side and, and trying to fi- find some sense of closure uh, above everything. And uh, I think it's a really well put together film. Uh, the husband of this one is played by Eddie Gathagi, who is really, really good in this film as well. Um, it's a strong one, but I, I just don't think a lot of eyes are going to get it because it is quite low budget in indie. Right. And and where do you see that? Uh, that one will be an indie. Uh, that wouldn't be in like a limited release uh, in, in kind of the bigger cities across Canada and slowly expanding over the next few weeks. Yeah. And then there's this one, Passages. Maybe we have to take more with. So now you're falling in love with someone else. You're taking that risk. what's happening between us. You cannot change someone like him. What they think, what they want to do. I think I'm falling in love with you. Say that to another This seems like one of those classy movies, like those Merchant Ivory movies or the talented Mr. Ripley that are really beautifully shot. Yeah, kind of, but like more modern, I would say like more 16 millimeter looking, a little bit of grit on the film, uh, as is the style from writer and director Iris Axe, who is one of my favorite filmmakers out there, uh, like with his films, uh, Little Men or Love is Strange, two phenomenal films from the last 15 years. Um, and uh, this is another well-told human drama featuring a great cast with Franz Rogowski, Ben Wishaw, and uh, Adele Echarpoulos, uh, who all delivered kind of knockout performances um, in, I mean, a very sex-driven film. The The film is NC-17, so just to, to give an idea of uh, kind of the subject matter that you're going to get in this film. But um, 
Yeah, it's as I feel like any introduction to Ira Sachs' work with any of his films will automatically kind of make people interested in seeing what else he has. Right. And let's go to uh, TV streaming uh, and uh, Martin Short and Steve Martin are back. The Only Murders in the Building, season three. It's opening night and a big star drops dead on stage. Oh, my God. My leading man is dead. Is this really happening? <laughs> Well, you know, who are we without a homicide? Oh. The killer is someone in this room. Yeah, so it's it's starting to become like murder, she wrote. Wherever they go, there's a murder. But there, it's hard not to love that show. And this one is really cool because it brings uh, Martin Short's characters, um, his, his profession, his job, it, it brings Broadway into um, a murder story. And uh, you're adding also adding Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep to this cast. And I mean, already Martin Short, Steve Martin and Selena Gomez are such a great comedic uh, trio. And honestly, I never kind of saw this side from Selena Gomez before, but uh, she fast became one of my favorite people on that show. Right. And uh, moving over to Blu-ray, a movie that I saw in the theater months ago, uh, Blackberry. That guy is sketchy. I don't think he's sketchy. The guy's a shark. I know how to market it, and I know who we can sell it to. But I want 50% of the company, and I've got to be CEO. I don't know who you think you are, but deal. Are you joking? Yeah, that was a great, great movie, and proudly Canadian, too. Absolutely. Like, the best Canadian film I've seen this year, and possibly one of the best films overall of 2023. Uh, Matt Johnson, as a writer and director, has... Uh, I mean, this movie has to be earmarked for awards. Uh, Glenn Howerton's performance as Jim Balsillie, which is like a character that even on paper seems so insane. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, to see that realized on screen, to realize that this person was a real is a real dude and <laughs> really did these things is uh, incredible. And Blackberry is with this no hyperbole it is the must-see movie of 2023 right now 